when in trouble, instead of running to God, they run to people. Most of us, we do that. It's a natural instinct. Whenever we have some problems, whenever we go through difficulties, the first thing we do is we call our friends, we run to our colleagues, uh, we run to our family, uh, which is not good, uh, which is not bad. But the Lord is expecting us to run to Him first. Amen. We have to run to God first because God is the only one who can solve all our problems. And, in, and many Christians, they don't prefer to run to God. They prefer to run to drugs. They prefer to run to sex. They prefer to run to uh, alcohol. They think that that would solve their problem, uh, that would relieve them from their stress. But they forget that those are the tools of the enemy to, you know, crush us more and take us more away from God. It says in John chapter 3, and verses from 20 to 21, it says, All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. Verse 21, But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see what they are doing, what God wants them to do. Amen. So people, they refuse to come to light. Who is the light? Christ is the light. He said, I am the light of the world. He has come to bring light in, in the darkness. Isaiah 43, 5 says that, that Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. He is the one who brought light into the dark world. So it says that those who do evil hate the light and they refuse to go near it to the fear that their sins will be exposed. Amen. So people, they refuse to go to God because they don't want to uh, get rid of their addictions. They don't want to get rid of the things that they're doing. Amen. So they refuse to go to God. And that's the reason we see so many people, uh, they don't come to church sometimes. Many, many times they don't come to church. I mean, I had this experience, I guess, last year. Uh, when Pastor Nunes was still there, there was this brother, he was, our, he was our worship leader and he would play guitar. God gifted him with a good voice and he used that to glorify God. But then all of a sudden he stopped coming to church. And then one, one, one fine day Pastor uh, Nunes called him and asked him, Brother, we don't see you in the church quite often. What happened? Why are you not coming to church? You know Sunday is the day you are supposed to worship the Lord because that's what the Lord said. In Exodus chapter 20 verse 8, God has commanded us to worship Him on the Sabbath day. Six days you can work, but on the seventh day, you have to keep it holy. You have to worship the Lord. So this brother gave an excuse that there's some problem going on between him and his wife. So he prefers to go to the casino and he gets up really late by Sunday morning. And uh, that's why he misses the church. So that's how people are. We Instead of running to God, we run to the casino, we run to alcohol, thinking that that will relieve us from the stress. But unfortunately, we open ourselves to more troubles, more troubles, more problems. And the same brother made an excuse, there's a COVID season, I can't come to the church pastor, I might get infected to COVID. But then he went to the casino, he never stopped going to the casino. And actually he got infected in the casino from COVID. So this is what happens. We have to be very careful 
that we follow what the Lord is calling us to do and especially we have to run to Him rather than running to, to the world. It says, All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for the fear that their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light. Amen. Those who do good, they come to the light. You guys are all coming to the light. I see Sister Mercy, Sister Geeta, Sister Anita, Sister Karina. You guys are all coming on the conference, coming to hear the word, coming to pray for brothers and sisters. That is what God, that is what pleases God because you're running to the light. Amen. You're not running to the world. You're not running to the casino. You're not running to alcohol. You're not running to women, but you're running to God because God who can solve all our problems. Amen. It says in Psalms chapter 15, and verse, Psalms 15 verse 1 says, Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead a blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere heart. So David is questioning God. Lord, who is who are those who worship in your sanctuary? Sanctuary is, is the temple, is the church. Amen. So who are those people who worship you in the sanctuary? Lord, question mark. Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Question mark. And then he hears those who lead blameless lives and do what is right. Speaking the truth from sincere heart, such are the people who go to church. Those are the kind of people who run to God. Amen. James chapter 4 verse 8 says, Come close to God and He will come close to you. Let's go there. James chapter 4. And verse 8 says, Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. For your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Verse 10, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. Amen. So three things James is calling the church to do. First, James chapter 4 verse 8, come close to God and he will come close to you. If you're far away from God and you expect God to answer your prayers, it's, going to, it's not going to work that way, church. You have to come close to God. Only then God will come close to you. Because God is a conditional God as well. Of course, He's a gracious God. He's a very good God. He's a long-suffering God. He's a God full of patience. That's what it says in Second uh, Peter chapter 3, verse 9. He's a patient God, waiting that nobody should enter hell. He's waiting that everybody will come to repentance. That's what Peter says. So He's a gracious God. He's a loving God. He's a long-suffering. He's waiting. You know, Sheba is in sin. So he's waiting. One day, okay, today she's not changing. Tomorrow my daughter will change. Next month she might change. You know, the next year she might change. So God is patiently waiting and waiting and waiting for Sheba to change, Sheba to transform, Sheba to come out of the sins and addictions in her life. Amen. So God is a gracious God. He waits. He waits. Amen. So he's telling us that if you come close to God, he will come close to you. That's a condition. You have to come close to God. You cannot run to people. You cannot run 
uh, to your parents, you cannot run to your brothers and sisters to, uh, you know, uh, give you a solution. You have to run to God. When you run to God, He will send the right per person to come and give you the solution. I mean, it could be your pastor calling you and telling you, well, sister, this is the problem and this is what you need to do. Or your family member will call you and tell you, this is what I feel in my spirit because God uses people to speak to you. When does that happen? First, when we run to God. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 13 says, Seek him, seek him and you will find him when you seek him with all your heart. So when you seek God, you will find him, but you have to seek him with all your heart. Seeking God for two minutes is different than seeking God for ten minutes. Right? You are spending more time with God, so you will find him. In Proverbs chapter 28 verse 9 it says, Those who don't follow my instructions, their prayers are an abomination. Many people wonder, many Christians wonder, why is God not answering my prayers? I have been uh, putting my tithes, I'm going to church, you know, I'm, I'm praying, I'm reading the word. Uh, you know, many, many Christians have asked me, why is, my, why is God not answering my prayers? I remember the sister has called me many times, asking me, Sister Sheba, God gave me this word last year and I'm still waiting for God to answer that. That was a prophetic word which Pastor Jose gave her and it came to pass and she got a customer but then eventually down the line it stopped, everything stopped and she was questioning me, Sister Shiva, why God gave me this word and why is he not fulfilling it? I said, Sister, you're not being faithful. You have to be faithful in your walk. You have to be consistent in your walk with God. You're not coming to church, you're not coming on the conference, then how do you expect God to answer your prayers? Because that's what his word says in Proverbs chapter 28 verse 9. Those who don't follow my instructions, their prayers are an abomination. So if you're not following God's instruction, the word says your prayers are an abomination to God. So if you want your God to answer your prayers, you have to follow all the instructions in what all is there in his word. Go to church. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Ephesians chapter um, 6 verse 18 says, Pray for your brothers and sisters. 2 Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14 says, Pray for the nations. You have to pray for your nation. We are seeing the COVID rising. We think that uh, COVID is gone, but it's still there. Why is it still there? Why is it still killing people? It's because we are not doing what God is calling us to do. 2 Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14 says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, will repent of their sins and turn from their wicked ways and cry out to me and I am going to heal this land. That's what it says, Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. So that's a condition. But unfortunately many of us, we are not humbling ourselves. We are not repenting of our sins. We are not turning to God. And that's the reason COVID is still there. It's still killing people. We have, we are called to pray for the nation. It's First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 says, pray for the leaders. We are called to pray for our leaders, for our presidents, uh, president, for, for the leaders in the Congress, in the Senate. Amen. I know uh, President Trump was a very good president. Uh, he stood for the things of God. He stood with Israel. He went against abortion. He stood against homosexual rights. That was a good sign that we had a good leader, but we lost the le a good leader is because the church was not praying for that. 
And unfortunately, we have a leader who is endorsing homosexual rights, who is standing for those rights, who is standing um, for abortion, which is a sin in the eyes of God. Why is this happening? Is because we are not doing what God is calling us to do. We are not praying for the leaders, church. Amen. James is telling again the church, do not merely listen to the word but and be deceived, but do what it says. Amen. So James is warning, we go to church, we hear the word, but we don't do it. We don't follow what the word is telling us to follow. Amen. So it's telling in James chapter 1 verse 22, do not merely listen to the word, but do what it says. It's not only James who said that, even Jesus, he said the same thing. You'll find that in Luke chapter 11 verse 28. Blessed are those who hear the word and do it. Hearing the word and just hearing from one ear and leaving it the other ear, it's not going to bring blessings in our life. We have to do what the word of God says, church. I mean, we go in front of the mirror. The mirror shows all the flaws on our skin. We see all the rashes, all the bruises. So the mirror will show what is there wrong. And what do we do? We immediately apply cream and we apply... Uh, things that would make our face look better. It, it, it is the same with the Word of God. That's what James says. The Word of God is like a mirror. When you read the Word, it will show the flaws in your life. It will convict your soul. It will convict you and tell you, my child, what you're doing is wrong. And many Christians, they don't read the Word. That's the reason they don't know what God is expecting them to do. And they still continue living in sin. And still continue going to church and praying. And they ask, Lord, why are, you, why are you not answering my prayers? Amen. So God is calling us to seek Him with all His heart. And we, it's, it's so exciting to see my whole family on the conference. Uh, all the way from India. And my aunt is on the line. Sister Corinne, I'm sure you're there. And uh, you know, everybody is there because we're coming. To God, we are not we are not going to people to solve all our problems. I know Sister Corina has problems, Sister Mercy has problems, my aunt Sister Anita has problems, my mom Sister Gita has problems, my brother Sandeep has problems, and the only pro person who can solve all these problems is God Himself. Amen. So we are doing the right thing by coming on the conference hearing the word, and now we are called to do what the word of God says. And we're going to experience answers to all our prayers. Amen. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 9. I'm going to close with this last scripture. It says, those who don't follow my instructions, their prayers are an abomination. So if you want God to answer your prayers, make sure that you follow all the instructions that is mentioned in the word of God. Because God is a promise keeping God. And very clearly he's saying in, I think it's in Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, he says that I have plans for you, plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God has a plan for my life. God has a plan for my aunt, sister Anita's life. God had uh, you know, a plan for my mom, uh, sister Gita's life. We might think, oh, we are old, we are, <laughs> we are done. No, God still has plan for our lives because God used Moses when he was 80 years old. So you can imagine God has plan for every child of God. And his plans are to prosper us, 
His plans are to bless us, to make our lives prosperous. And He is a promise keeping God. Always remember that church. When God makes a promise, He is going to fulfill all His promise because His word says in Numbers chapter 23 verse 19 says, God is not a man, so He does not lie. He is not human, so He does not change His mind. Amen. So God is not a man. Man will promise today and tomorrow he will, he will forget. It's not going to happen with God. Amen. Because God is a promise keeping God. You have to always remember that. Amen. So make sure that you keep coming to church. Keep coming at the conference to pray for your brothers and sisters. Make sure that you read the word. And not just read the word. Do what it says. Amen. And that is where you get blessed. That is when your prayers are answered. So we have to read the word, do what the word of God says, and then you're going to experience miracles, breakthroughs, deliverances in your life. Salvation will come to your family. One person's obedience brought salvation to the family of Cornelius. You'll find that, I think it's in Acts chapter 10. One man's obedience brought salvation to the whole family. The whole family received Christ. The whole family was baptized. Amen. So one man's obedience, again in Romans 5.18, you'll find that, that Jesus' one obedience to God brought salvation to the whole world. But, say, uh, but Adam's one disobedience to God brought sin and death in the world. So it's all in the obedience to God, church. If you're obedient to God, you're going to be blessed. Your prayers are going to be answered. Every one of our problems will be solved. Amen. It all depends on our obedience to God and to His Word. Amen. So that's the message.